Thank you for listening to this interview series by me, David Roth, from WPP, in conjunction with the World Retail Congress, which was recorded live at the World Retail Congress 2023. In this edition, I'm in conversation with Ken Pilot, founder Ken Pilot Ventures, a seasoned retail executive with operating experience consisting of C-level roles at Gap, J. Crew, American Eagle, and ABC Carpets and Home, to name but a few. Over the past seven years, Ken has invested in and served as an operating partner of various technology companies with a primary focus on retail stores, e-commerce, and retail operations. For more conversations in this podcast series, go to wppbav.com forward slash WRC 2023. But not before you've listened to this. Well, Ken, thanks very much indeed for joining me. It's a pleasure to be able to have this conversation with you here at the World Retail Congress in Barcelona. Uh, Ken, one of the clearly the main themes of the conference, but also a lot of the discussions and and the side discussions we're having in corridors with people, um, I suppose, can be summed up by the word disruption. Is that an overused word in the context of where we are today, or actually is the essence of our time disruption? I would, I probably phrase it more as evolution than disruption. Um, but evolution today is happening at a much faster pace than ever before. So maybe, yes, it can be seen as disruption. But if you look at what is probably the most disrupting, to use your term, would be what's happening now with AI, a generative AI, chat GPT. And I think the reason it's so interesting and timely, it's the first time that the customer, us, we're actually getting to use AI. We've heard about AI, we know it's been out there, but now we're actually asking questions of AI and getting thoughtful answers back. So we're really seeing the way it's impacting our world at a higher level. Now, can you be working in the AI space for some time? It feels like it sort of just happened, but clearly it hasn't. So what what are the building blocks been over the course of the last few years that's enabled what appears to be a massive leap in the last few months? Yeah, well, as, as anyone will tell you, the key to AI is machine learning. And machines can't learn overnight, they learn over time. So I've been working with a few companies that are in the AI space, um, one that's been there for six, seven years, um, Lily AI. And what they do is they solve, I think, a real problem. Um, typically, merchants in the world today add product attributes to items, every item, in your catalog has product attributes. A polo, short sleeve, three button. Those are three attributes, which help customers find product when they're on a site. And it also drives search engine optimization. What this platform does is it actually takes a retailer's entire product catalog and attributes it for them, adding up to 20 attributes per item and then pushing it right back into their stack so consumers can find product based on what they call an item versus merchant or retail industry tech speak. Well, I mean, that's really important because, um, you know, 
I'm an ex-retailer myself, and I know firsthand the issues about master data. Usually it's put into the system by, I don't know, somebody new to the business, uh, not a merchant, um, somebody maybe in the finance team about getting an invoice out and making sure that it, something's in the system, and it's pretty much gobbledygook in terms of the description, the product. The, there's nothing in that that is searchable in the sense. Well, so you're, you're right. It is a massive problem. It's generally product attribution that's done manually on the merchant side is generally done by the newest person on the team and it's probably the worst job in retail. Um, so to be able to automate this using machine learning, but again, it's machine learning, it's learned over time and attributed scale quickly, accurately and properly is a real improvement for merchants and for the customer experience. I mean, to go online when you type in a word, a search word, and you see no items found, when you know that item is there, but maybe you're calling it something different. So I, I love that. That to me is a real example of machine learning AI that's been around for a while. Couple that with another AI platform, because once you find the item, what do you wear it with? So I found a company a few years ago called FindMine, and they complete the look. But that's using generative AI. They've done enough learning that when you find the shirt, it's going to show you the jacket, the pant, the belt, the shoes. So it's AI that's been out there. But now all of a sudden, people are talking about AI as if it's new on the scene. I think what will happen over the next months or a year is CEOs are going to be asked by their board, how are you using AI? So they have to go beyond what ChatGPT can do, which could be great for product descriptions, uh, marketing. Uh, I, I've heard it being used now by HR for job, you know, more fleshed out job descriptions. But beyond that part, what else are they doing with AI? So I think ChatGPT gave AI the shot in the arm that it needed because now there's going to be a scramble, I think, to truly use AI in the different ways that it was meant to be used. And to what extent do you think AI within the retail context has the opportunity to both increase your engagement and understanding of customers and the experience you can give customers, but also enable you to reduce costs within the business or maybe to do things that were previously prohibitively expensive and now you can create propositions uh, around it? Yeah, I think with any tech platform that any retailer or brand is looking to put in place, they want to evaluate the ROI on the platform. You know, um, to say that you're someone's going to spend a few hundred thousand pounds for an AI solution that's going to replace five people, four people, it better be doing more than that. So I think that there is an opportunity to probably rationalize or move your workforce to other places that maybe aren't served by AI and at the same time drive just better results. Looking in your crystal ball, what do you see if there is indeed an endpoint? Well, clearly there isn't. It's going to iterate. Um, but, but what do you see the biggest impact across the retail environment of the various different forms of AI that are going to be uh, created, enhanced, and developed over the course of the next few years. Where's the, where's the development puck heading? It'll be interesting to see how AI can be used for forecasting, 
product forecasting, sales forecasting, trend forecasting. Uh, I'll be curious to see how that happens, but that's, that's being worked on. I, you know, in addition to AI, I think that there are other platforms that we're going to see. We can talk about things other than AI, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily. Yeah. Otherwise, Luckily, be, there, are, there are other things that are around. Other there'd than be AI. a few other yeah, tech yeah, platforms yeah. that'd be out of business. Yeah, yeah. But uh, probably the, the one other platform, there are a few platforms, but one platform I'm super excited about that's been around longer than AI, um, but is now uh, more affordable is RFID, radio frequency identification. Oh, it's interesting you say that because you, you, you could be forgiven to thinking that it's, it came and it went, it had its day and was too expensive and is going nowhere. It's back. You know, you, you had, look, you go back probably 10 years and RFID tags that were applied to every piece of product, you know, could cost 10 to 15 cents a tag. And then there was the hardware that was required to read the tags, and then there were the challenges around how the stores were set and the walls, and anyway, fast forward, like technology, it's all improved and gotten cheaper. The importance of RFID at a very high level, it really allows a retailer to know exactly what they own. Why is that important? Well, it allows a retailer to reduce the amount of inventory they carry because now with confidence, they know they have one small white t-shirt left. If you don't have RFID and you're doing things like buy online, pick up in store, you really can't process a BOPIS sale when you have only one showing on paper, if you will. You would create an algorithm or a safety stock that would say anything less than two, we're out of stock. Because typically, retailers have about 27% data integrity. They lack 27% of their inventory on paper. That's a fact. That's just their data integrity. It's not shrink. They still have 99 out of 100 units there, but 27 of them are not what they think they are. Uh, that gets corrected twice a year with physical inventories. So that's a real problem that needs to be solved because you can imagine the opportunity cost of not knowing what you have. So having RFID addresses that problem, gives retailers more confidence that they have the right inventory, allows them to reduce the amount of inventory, which is a nice savings in every single location, and improve the customer experience. So that's an area that I see growing in much greater importance over the next few years, along with AI. So, so finally, Ken, are you a, an optimist or a, a pessimist in terms of uh, the vibrancy of uh, both the physical and uh, the digital retail space in the future? A definite optimist. The, the two will learn to play better and better together. Um, Meeting the customer where they are um, will be done and improved with technology. Well, Ken Pilot, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. For more conversations in this podcast series, go to wppbav.com forward slash WRC 2023.